0: This is Big Skinny with the Podstack Studio in Fort Worth, Texas, and you're listening to If Not For Music. You know, one of the most powerful things in our life is music. It's one of those things that can take you back in time, make you think of certain places, certain times in your life, certain people. It is so powerful, and it's in just about every facet of our lives. So we like to celebrate music here on If Not For Music. We bring you all kinds of interviews from some of our favorite artists in times past, and we just have fun with it. So sit back, listen in. And enjoy If Not For Music. This is Big Skinny with the Check Studio in Fort Worth, Texas. Hope you're having a great day today. You're listening to If Not For Music. We are taking you back to the year 1980. It was the change of a decade. The music styles were changing. But you still could find some of those influences from the 70s and the 80s music. We're going to start off at number five with a tune from Donna Summer, which was released back in November 23rd, 1979. This song was actually released in three formats. It, it was released in the Radio 45 RPM single, the five-plus-minute version included on Summer's Greatest Hits double album package and a DJ promo seven-plus-minute version released on a 12-inch single. And that was also included on the Fox's Film soundtrack album. Here's a great tune kicking you off at number five for the week ending March fifteenth, 1980. Here's Donna Summer on the radio. You're listening to If Not For Music. Summer.
1: It must have fallen out of a hole in your rubber the overcoat. They never said your name, but I knew just. i
0: Radio Donna Summers coming in at number five for the week ending March 15th, 1980. As we continue the countdown, our number four song comes to us actually written by the Bee Gees. That was Barry Gibb, Robin Gibb, and Maurice Gibb and was originally intended for the album Spirits Having Flown. But for one reason or another, it was dropped from the album and along comes little brother who decides he wants to record it. Comes out with a new lead vocal for the song, but the actual tracks that are used in the the recording are from the original recording sessions laid down by the Bee Gees back in 1978. This was his lead single from what would be his final studio album. This is a great tune. It was sitting at number four for the week ending March 15th, 1980. Here's Andy Gibb with a song called Desire. bye number four song in the land for the week ending March 15th, 1980, Andy Gibb and Desire. Moving on up the charts to number three, we have Pink Floyd sitting there with a song that was actually a three-part composition, and we're actually focusing on part two, Another Brick in the Wall. It was actually a protest song against corporal punishment and rigid and abusive schooling. It also features a children's choir, and that was at the suggestion of producer Bob Ezrin. Pink Floyd also added elements of disco to this song. Part 2 of this song was released as a single, and it was Pink Floyd's first in the U.K. since Point Me at the Sky back in 1968. Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 sold over 4 million copies worldwide and topped the singles chart in 14 countries, including the U.K., United States. And it was nominated for a Grammy Award and was ranked number 384 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Without further ado, here's another great song for that week, March 15th, 1980. Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall, part two. We don't need no education.
2: We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. let oh.
0: So number three song in the land for the week ending March 15th, 1980. Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall part two. This next song comes from a great singer songwriter, had many songs that were in the top of the charts back in the 70s and 80s. That you can find this song on his Phoenix album. It was recorded back in October of 1979, released in December of 1979. And Dan Fogelberg describes this song As the song that put him on the elevators He said he wrote the song while vacationing in Maui He was lounging in a hammock one night And looking up at the stars And he said it just seems this song Was drifting around the universe Saw me and decided I'd give it a good home I Tell you what <laughs> Made it to the number two spot For the week ending March 15, 1980 Here's a great tune from Dan Fogelberg Longer on If Not For Music
3: Longer than there have been fishes in the ocean Higher than any bird ever flew Longer than there have been stars up in the heavens I have been in love with you Stronger than any mountain than any tree ever grew, deeper than any forest primeval, I am in love.
0: Dan Fogelberg, Longer, sitting at number two for the week ending March 15th, 1980. And man, that was such a great tune. I heard that at so many weddings back in the day when I was younger. But that takes us to our number one song in the land. This song was written by Freddie Mercury, and it was actually a tribute to his musical heroes, Elvis Presley and Cliff Richard. In an interview back in 1981 in Melody Maker, he said that it only took him 10 minutes to compose this song. Crazy Little Thing Called Love took me five or ten minutes, and I did that on a guitar which I can't play for nuts. And in one way, it was quite a good thing because I was restricted, knowing only a few chords. It's a good discipline because I simply had to write within a small framework. I couldn't work through too many chords, and because of that restriction, I wrote a good song, I think. Well, I guess that all depends on you and what you think. Personally, I think it's a great song. Here it is. Queen, Crazy Little Thing Called Love on If Not For Music.
3: This ain't
2: gonna,
3: going
0: had the top five in the land for the week ending March 15th, 1980. Hope you had as much fun as I did. This is Big Skinny with the Podcheck Studio in Fort Worth, Texas. You've been listening to If Not For Music. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you.